All right, back here on the sports grind. <clears throat> Excuse me, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. All right, keep in mind, Pendleton Whiskey is a oak barrel whiskey that's distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glazier-fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pilnan Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. Pilnan Whiskey was specifically created to celebrate excuse me, the bold spirit of independence. Pilnan Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, the PRCA, and the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and its official whiskey of the sports grind. 877-374-7463. All right, so keeping it moving, what were we talking about before the break? What were we getting into? Well, we were talking about the XFL. Yeah, which I think, I know you disagreed, and we are having a conversation during the break. I know you disagreed, and let me just clarify, because there might be other people taking it the way you're taking it. I'm not basically saying that the Rock reinvented the wheel, because you can't reinvent football. You can make something worth three points, you can make a safety worth four. You can make the penalty where if you get a penalty, you're still going to count for three. All the little things that I wanted to go over that really where the rules were different between the XL and NFL. You can do all that. The reality of it is there's been many leagues come before us that have not succeeded. Because part of the reason, in my opinion, is because for one, in this country, that's been enriched and grained in us. The two leagues that have mattered the most in this country are, when we talk football, pigskin, is the AFL before the merger, then since the merger, it became the NFL, and what we have known, which we probably won't know that much longer, which is the NCAA football. That's it. Now, if you want to talk about where have been on the honorable mentions list, of at least try to creating some stability in football, Arena League and the Canadian League. And the Canadian League ain't ours. Okay? Now, they gave us Warren Moon. I mean, he had to go prove himself he could play in Canada. You know, uh, there's a look. Doug Flutie, I believe, played in there. Listen to what I'm saying. Out of all these startup leagues, it's hard to start. The Canadian League and the Arena League. And if I'm not mistaken, even if just recently, probably in the last 70, the Arena League had to shut down for a few years. They've announced they're coming back. Okay, but have they had to shut down for They've a few years? Okay. Down. So the bottom line is there's no what I'm making clarification on, Dwayne Johnson and The Rock with his ex-wife, they're up against it. Cuz for one, they took the intellectual property which we found out was only for 15 million dollars. That's cheap. And there's probably a number of reasons why he got it that cheap. But, and he took a brand that already failed twice and was gimmicky all the way gimmicky the first time that they rolled it out. And then the second time, it was just bad fortune. That The only thing I'll give Vince McMahon and his partners that time, they took their time with this one. See, a lot of people, y'all don't know the first one, they tried, they put everything like that together from getting the teams, having tryouts, uh, finding out coaching staffs. They try to do all that within about a four month period. 
That's why it failed. I don't know if this is going to be successful. My point is, I believe with Rock's pre-existing relationships with NFL owners, the, you know, the taking the time of it and also his name and him already being respected because he, no, he never made it to the NFL, but he, everybody knows the story he played in college. And he is a superstar, borderline, when it's all said and done, might be what I would consider, you know, there's no more Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone's like 90. He is the guy when it comes to the action guy of that time. When you talk about the 80s of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, this is been that's this younger generation that this is that's their rock. That's big time. That gives you a big advantage in general. No, I'm not saying that he's reventing, he's 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 done something nobody's doing. I believe personally he's in a better situation to try to see cuz the truth of it is I don't care whether it's a rock, I don't care any other league. In my opinion, the only way that a league is going to survive in the United States of America in longevity and not have to pause because of funding or have to go under or have to change or do whatever. Eventually you're going to have to get connected and be some type of partnership with the national football league. They're too big of a monster and, the, and it's all brainwashed. Like I said, for I mean, if we look, have we got maybe we have to wait till tomorrow, Tuesday. Do we have any viewership numbers on the XFL yet? Why you look for that? Remember this. I told you this last week, a couple weeks ago. A flag football game in the National Football League pulled a 6.2. 6.2 million for a flag football game from a product by the way as we were talking about nba all-star weekend a product by the way that pretty much had been getting killed for the last three or four years a game by the way that basically the purest that either older than me my age whatever the rocking chair guy or on the couch guy hey man they don't even hit no more you might as well put flags on them and play flag football that guy Still did 6.2 million for a flag football game. That's what the XFL, that's what the C, any other league you want to talk about starting, that's what they're up against. So, yes, money has been part of why some of these leagues went under. The other part of it is majority of red blooded football Americans, they're already, it's not the National Football League. That's just reality. And I think that the only way, and I do believe, I don't know, I don't have any inside information on this, but I do believe ultimately what Dwayne Johnson's goal is this, is that if he's going to continue to do this, I mean, 15 million had to be his own money, is that eventually to build up relationships with the NFL. Because if you look where it starts and you look after the Super Bowl and all that, and you look at basically having the players that have some story that's recently there. I know other leagues have had guys that's been in the NFL before, and the coaches that have, I think it is has an opportunity that if he takes it that way, if he can get, I noticed he had, um, he got progressive insurance as a sponsor. Because see, that's the stuff I pay attention to. I pay attention to who, who, who do you got behind dealing with you from an advertising standpoint. He's been working his ass off the last 48 hours, 72 hours with free interviews and pub. 
Good Morning America only gave him like two or him and his wife like two or three minutes this morning. You know why? Probably got that for free because if not, you have to pay for it. I would like to. I bet you. What, what, give me, give me the average salary that's in the XFL in this league. I promise. I would tell you that maybe the top player, what maybe making two hundred thousand, if that. Four days ago, the uh, ESPN reporting that players, uh, the average player, would be estimated to earn about sixty thousand dollars through training uh, from training camp through the end of the season. There you go. That's like the top. That's the average you said or the top salary. The average player would okay. be estimated to earn about sixty thousand okay. dollars from training camp to the end of the season. So let's say if you're a little bit above average, let's just say that's a hundred thousand, maybe one or two guys. My point being is, he invested fifteen million of it, but the truth of the matter is, it's going to be on a budget. He's going to be operating on a, stru- a shoestring budget. You know, like AC was telling me, like, oh, they should have more teams. Uh, hello? I mean, this is a startup league. Even though that this is the third time, this is a startup league. It is not cheap to run these leagues because you've got to get the corporate sponsors to buy in. I've never been a big fan of MMA fighting and UFC. I'm not a personally a big fan of Dana White. But the one thing I gave Dana White credit from a guy that never got into seeing guys like that grabble around on the ground with each other, didn't really understand, didn't get into it when it first came on Explosion. You know what I gained uh, respect for Dana White for, though? A sport that violent and not really knowing, really starting from backyards, octagon, all this stuff. He got the corporate and he got the net. He got a major TV network to pick it up. And then he started getting corporate sponsors involved. That's when you know you're moving something. What do you got? Uh, according to The Athletic a couple of days ago, uh, the AAF, the Alliance, uh, the, the XFL previous, and the USFL in recent years uh, each saw debut games over $3 million a piece. Okay. So, uh, and then looking around, um, while you've been going through, uh, they're anticipating around uh, 1.5 to 2 for the games this weekend. And I think, you know, again, that will go... That number of a drop-off, because I remember having the discussion at the time that it launched the first time, because I was on air at that time. And I, and I remember looking at the numbers, and I remember at that time, because Salami was telling me, I, I remember at that time talking about the drop-off numbers after week one, too, because they kept dropping off and dipping. And that goes back to the first time around. I think the reason why you see a, a, uh, they're projecting 1.2 1.5 million? 1.5 to 2. Okay, compared to a lot of these other leagues debuting with 3 million? Over 3 million. Okay, piece. I can tell you right there what that's about. That's There's a lot of Calvins around that approach this weekend. Seen this story before. We've seen other leagues try to start up. Don't believe it. Don't, don't trust it. That's why. And I believe he, you know, and I'm not, and I hope it does work for him. But I think the only way it happens for him or anybody else, you're going to have to build an alliance with the National Football League. They're the guy that's running the block, which is the NFL. Nobody's pushing anything, even if ain't part of our league. And you know, if you're on our block, 
in the United States and what they control from our family, whatever, nobody's really pushing anything on our block comfortably and money-wise unless eventually you're going to get in bed with us and not try to come in. Because first of all, what is not told is Vince McMahon on the first one, he spent more of his time instead of getting the league ready and trying to cram all that in four months, he spent more time bashing the National Football League, what this wasn't going to be. We're going to be different than what the NFL, and honestly, not to just problem, a lot of these leagues have done that. Rock didn't do that. That's why I believe ultimately what his goal is. And I don't know if he's going to get there. He's up against it. He's up against it. And if he fails, it'll cost him $15 million. He'll make it back up through Disney somewhere else. He'll do another picture with a, a list of sequels he could go to. But you can tell just from his passion, he's all in. His wife, his ex-wife is all in. 877-374-7463. What do you got, John? Well, just on the XFL, other notes that we had this weekend, of course, Arlington picked up a win. Uh, the Roughnecks picked up a win. San Antonio uh, kind of blew a lead late, and that comes down to back to the XFL rule changes uh, because you had in the final, what, minute and a half in that game, uh, you had a touchdown that was followed by a three-point play attempt, uh-huh. uh, then a fourth and 15 conversion, which is the XFL's replacement of the onside kick. And then AJ McCarron took his team, the St. Louis Battlehawks down the field for the game winning touchdown. Um, and, and St. San Antonio didn't have any time left to really do, uh, would do anything with, and they lost. And I didn't know going into this, there was going to be a three point play. There's a one and a two and a three after a touchdown. And to me, you know, um, I noticed that, and another thing that's smart about Dwayne Johnson out from the gate, unlike other leagues prior to him, this is another reason why I think it's a little bit different as package better. They embrace gambling. There's a line spread that's right there with next to the score bug. Nobody else is doing that. Now, and now granted, it's different times now, but they and even the NFL that's taking advertising sponsorship money from casinos, even they ain't jumped in yet like that. But if you get the degenerates and you get the people that just like to bet on that pigskin, that's going to give you eyes right there. You can slice it however you want it. The league in this country that's basically going to have staying in power, you're going to have to get in bed with the mob boss. And the mob boss is that shield with 32 owners. Even though they're on opposite ends of the calendar. Don't matter. You pushing pigskin. You ain't amateur like collegiate. You got permission. You got to get permission over here to push on our block, even if you ain't competing with us, because they, they're too. Po- it's too powerful. They'll steal your intellectual. They'll steal your ideas. Now, don't be surprised if all of a sudden next year, when Roger Goodell meets the media in the Super Bowl, he start thinking about we're talking about maybe how and he'll come up with some excuse. Oh, well, you know, with gambling and you know the fun of it, we're thinking about maybe seeing if we can add an extra play of a three-point play. Oh, they'll take it from you, just like they did the eye in the sky. A lot of people don't know that. That eye in the sky that comes from that you see now in the NFL, they got that idea from uh, XFL season one. But when it comes to staying power, this is the way I look at it. XFL, any other league, they got to become, they got to get what the WNBA has with the NBA. 
I love the way the WNBA has grown. The quality of games have gotten better. I've never covered women's basketball other than outside Pat Summit in Tennessee in the college. But in the last couple of years, I paid more attention to WNBA. You know why? The product in the league has gotten better. The players got better. But make no mistake about it. This league would have folded a long time ago if they didn't have the NBA holding them up and catching their back. That's what I mean. And that's what, that's, it, whatever other league, I don't care if it's the expert, whatever, that's what you're going to need. And once you have that, if you can find a way to get that, you in there. And that's the reason why I brought up his relationships prior to Baller. Like I told Jonas during break, one of the, one of the, the movie that was ahead of its time and that pretty much people now say it's ahead of its time and one of the best football movies made was done by Oliver Stone. And it was called Any Given Sunday. Do you realize that there is a reason why Oliver Stone had to make up fake characters? I mean, fake teams and logo. The league wasn't giving them permission. They gave Rock that permission. That is not easy to do. That's out of respect. However, did it. That's out of relationships. That's what I, he's not reinventing the wheel. But that's what I mean. The reason why I believe he's off to a little bit better start. Still up against a a, a mountain and a molehill though. Listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind 21, can you do something for me? 21. Can you hit a little rich flex for me? 21. And 21, can you do All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, spin the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-374-7463 is your number. Um, okay, we had more XFL talk than I thought we were going to have during the day. Um, but again, the moral of that whole XFL segment was props to the two one zero. Okay, props to the two one zero. And they'll be hosting the uh, the first XFL championship game this year. That was announced by the hear, Rock as well. I did hear him say that. 
Uh, but keep in mind, I will be paying attention to the attendance over the next two or three home games for the Bramers because I've seen this story before. And the one thing I do want to add before we leave that, and who, who brought him back? Who, who, who was the quarterback that brought him back? A.J. McCarron? Yeah. A.J. McCarron, the quarterback that pretty much I've always said, he, he got the 90s and 80s black quarterback treatment from the NFL. A.J. McCarron, I've always said this, A.J. McCarron can play in this league, in the National Football League. Stop the, it. No, he can't because the thing, he's never got a true opportunity. First of all, some of it's been injuries. He just had misfortune injuries. Look, the stigma that has come with Alabama quarterbacking prior to – you understand, this, this situation between Jalen Hurts and Young is like kicking the door down for the stigma of Alabama quarterbacks. You got to go way back from Jake Plummer – uh, Jake the Snake Stabler, I mean, not Plummer. He was, he was uh, Jake Plummer was San Diego, I think, Arizona State or some crap like that. But Alabama, you got to go back to Jake Stabler, Joe Namath. Other than that, oh, Alabama, their quarterbacks suck. A.J. McCarron won two national titles. I've seen him go on the road, and trust me, you know the pressure of playing in Tuscaloosa, going 100,000-plus in Death Valley, the real Death Valley, not that stuff in Clemson. I'm talking in Baton Rouge, real Death Valley, and stare the animal and the lion in the face. And he didn't go in there half-stepping. He went in there screaming like an abanji with a spear and asking, where is the son of a bitch? He went in there blazing. He's had some injuries. AJ, what did he do? Complete 10 straight passes yesterday? Look, I know the quality of players you're playing different. AJ, and there's going to be scouts and there's going to be people that look at this league, believe it or not, in the NFL. So at the end of the day, I believe there's a good chance you might see AJ at some point circle down. He could he, if anything, he can be a backup. I saw this guy go against arguably one of the top three defenses of all time in the National Football League and damn near win the game on the road in 2016, a secondary at once known as the no-fly zone. AJ can play at this level. I think it comes down to coaching and it comes down to him staying healthy. But I've always said he got a raw deal. If he would have went to any other school and done that, he would have had a better shot. The stigma of Alabama quarterbacks ain't what is being rewritten right now by Jalen Hurts and soon to be possibly Mr. Bryce Young. Well, Garrett Gilbert has has earned another opportunity to play on Sundays. Uh, P.J. Walker earned another opportunity to play on Sundays. So we'll see if it works out for uh, McCarron. He, uh, he's 32. Yeah. 32, and, and, and he's got a kid now. He's got a family. His mindset, he might be at peace at this league and just say, hey, it is what it is. You know, he had a tryout uh, this offseason during camp. I think it was for, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was for Minnesota. Or somebody this pass off, but it didn't work out, you know. So, but no, I that that's the one thing I did know. Hate that it came against the two one zero, but at the end of the day, that's AJ McCarron. It didn't shock me what he could do, regardless of what the competition is. Eight seven seven three seven four seven four six three. Okay, to the pros. All right, um, NFL wise, DJ Metcalf, DK, DK, not DJ, DK, right. I'm pretty sure DJ was probably, I don't know if he was ever tested or not. But DK Metcalf is complaining, and I've heard this before, but he says that, first of all, the NFL want to test him after every game, and then I guess now he played in 
a what was it, the All Star Celebrity Game? Yep. Mm-hmm. Had like twenty points, uh, four blocks, and uh, a handful of highlight reel dunks in there. So he now is he bringing this? Did he say jokingly? That the NFL wants to probably test me now, or did they really, did they schedule a test for him today? He has been served with a drug test requirement. And we've seen this happen with a lot of NFL athletes. Uh, it happened a couple of years ago. Again, know this one right here. Miles Garrett, when he went off in the All-Star game in Cleveland, um, he's, he's been drug tested for that. And then after, after the basketball game? After the basketball game, you see it after um, after players. certain and This, again, happens across the league after certain players release some of their workout videos during the offseason. I've heard about that. Uh, and then it's like, uh, drug test. <laughs> the well, NFL gets a little extreme with it. Look, I, this is what I'll say. I mean, I see both sides of it. I, I mean, in regards to, you know, DK, I, I mean, I see it. But at the same time, for any other players you said that's went through this, Aaron Donald gets it a lot. I mean, what, I mean, the other side of this, I would tell those guys, what, what do you want the NFL to do? I mean, you know, you're you're in a league where you've got guys from college to the league NFL that are getting bigger, faster, and stronger, and it's more violent when there's a human collision. Okay, we've heard about the comparison to car wrecks and all that kind of stuff. The truth of the matter is, you know, you want to, for one, protect the players to themselves with certain type of perform enhancing, whether it's things that just generally are not supposed to be that's on that list that you can't take or really steroids of some sort. You want to protect the league wants to protect the player from themselves. That's one. Two, you want to continue to make the game safer. Because, again, like I said, even before movies made before their time, go to the program. Okay? Omar Epps. All right? Program, college football. Kind of headed for a time. Guy was still, uh, roided out. You know, you remember the scene. Come and bash his head on the glass. And starting defense. So you got to protect yourself from that. So the other is, it's going to cause you to get some profiling. Okay? Trust me, I've been profiled for a lot less. And I ain't getting, you know, I've been profiled for a lot less. No employer ever paid me eight figures. What do you want the league to do? If you swole, it comes with the territory. When he first came in the league, every time DK was in front of a mirror, what does he got? A camera. Got a shirt off. What do you want the league to do? Now, maybe I can understand from the player standpoint how annoying that gets. You know, I think that if you tell me that this is really happening a lot through other players in the league, then how can DK really, then what has he really got a leg to stand on? Because he's the only one that I've heard this vocal about it, because he said something about it during the season. Because I believe, not go back to last year when he was the Arizona game, the Monday night game where he goes and basically starts way back from the other end on the interception, and he chases the guy all the way down the field. He got tested the next day after that. I remember him tweeting about it. So if this is happening to other, other players, I don't know what to tell DK. I don't know what to tell him. Well, others complain about it too. I only hear about DK. I've, I mean, heard, maybe I've, I've heard more. Okay. And again, it has to be 
I mean, there's got to be a certain level of the NFL has to understand you've got an entire league of the absolute best athletes in the world. When they when they accomplish, and, and I wouldn't even say what DK did in a celebrity game, a crazy feat. It's just athleticism. At some point, there's got to be. But when you play basketball, do you have a tank top on? Oh, well, you, you do. Can, okay. I mean, but you already you you've seen him without his shirt. No, on. I understand that. But what I, I mean, look. I'm not going to automatically say on fall of their hands that this could just be timing. I want to know Patrick Mahomes' drug test during the Super Bowl. What was he on for that ankle? That's what I want to know. Well, I would say something that they've been shooting guys up since the AFL, numbing stuff pregame. I mean, we know about that. I mean, that's another side of it. I mean, we know that what these guys, whether it's pain medicine shots we know that a lot of these guys this is what it does and we also know some of these guys are terrified by it till this day Shaquille says he does never will want to get his kidneys tested because he's afraid all the flammatory and all that stuff he's taking so yeah does Patrick Mahomes look like he can push a car down the street no I mean don't make it fair don't make it right, but it's reality. I mean, what do what do big guys want to do that walk around with their shirt off, that basically sit there and, and you know, maybe have, a, you know, this guy sitting at 10 sacks and he's a, what else are they supposed to go on? I mean, look, I ain't saying it, but it's reality. And I just think if you tell me that you've heard other guys, that I would sit there and tell you I haven't heard them, but if they are there, I'll take your word for it, then what is he really talking about then? What is he really complaining about? I mean, he has he has to look forward to catching passes from Geno Smith. What is he so upset about? You know? Well, they got to sign Geno Smith first. Oh, you mean what Geno did wasn't good enough for them just to go and open the checkbook? All this parade and all this stuff we were doing during the regular season, talking about how good Geno was and everything. Oh, you mean they're making him wait? Okay. See, I don't, you know, that's a nice segue because the top four picks in the NFL, and, and this whole, I had it on the docket, this Justin Field thing, which was basically, I heard, was uttered the first time I heard anybody say this, was Mike Tannenbaum who's with the four-letter network, who's a former GM of the Jets, who hasn't been in the NFL in some years now as a GM, decide to come on in the morning on Get Up and pretty much just say, hey, you know what? If I was a GM, this is what I would do and basically what I would pretty much consider. I consider going ahead and trading Justin Fields and taking Bryce Young and da-da-da-da. He's the first one I ever put it out there. And slowly but surely... It's starting to become, it was quiet by him, and it's starting to become where there's some noise around this. You got to proceed with caution on this because this is, like I texted in the docket, this is uh, checkers, not chess. Chicago could be saying that to drive up the price more for the number one pick because I do believe that if you are the Indianapolis Colts, because where the Texans sit, because they're in your division, because that there are also quarterback hungry, just like yourself, you've got to sit there and trade with Chicago. You've got to take the first, you have to, even if you don't know what guy it is you want, whether Stroud, whether it's Young, whether it's the kid from Kentucky, you've got to have the first pick on the car lot. 
You cannot sit there and stay padded four and run the risk of the Texans getting the guy you want that could haunt you for the next 10 to 15 years in your division. I believe Chicago, I mean, now this is what I will say. If there was, if, if, if I hadn't witnessed what I just witnessed a few, year, a few years ago with the Arizona Cardinals, I would tell you there's no way in hell they're taking a quarterback at one. They just took, you know. But we saw with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. Now, if you ask Arizona behind closed doors, they'll tell you maybe behind closed doors they wish they hadn't done that. I mean, not that Josh Rosen was the answer. They just wish like, hey, man, we got under. We maybe missed again. I think I missed again. So due to the fact we saw them, and I know Justin wasn't taking number one overall, but we saw Arizona burn through two number one overall picks. You're Damn, they almost New York back to be the same. Who did New York with the uh, Darnold and Wilson? Yeah, good call. So, me personally, where there's smoke, there's fire. But I would tell you, Chicago needs quite a few things. They, I mean. To me, this comes down to really how aggressive Chicago's got the most. I believe they've got the most money to spend in free agency this year. It comes down to how you handle free agents. See how aggressive and how many needs. See, the good teams that got money, you try to answer all your needs in free agency before you get to the draft. Now, sometimes that's not always possible, but you try to do that. So therefore, especially if you subscribe to best player available on the board. You really want to walk into a draft where you can draft off of want and not necessarily need. A lot of people ain't got the same cap money. Not many people got the same amount of picks. That's what makes the NFL so beautiful and so challenging, and that's why it's so hard to host a Lombardi. But the reality is Chicago needs a lot of things. And I believe if they don't address a lot of those things in free agency, I don't believe you can really afford to take to move on from Justin Fields and take either one of these quarterbacks based off of what you could get for the number one pick. Now, granted, if it's coming from Indy, there's points, curves to all this. Indy, you know, I've heard even rumors that it might only take, you know, of course, their fourth-round pick this year. I think I heard a second-round pick next year with the fourth-round pick and a third-round pick. To me, even though you're only moving up three spots – Chicago cannot be coming off that with, I don't care if it's Indy, anybody else, Seattle, anybody, they can't be coming off that no less than two ones. No less than two ones. And if I am Chicago and I'm really listening to Mike Tannenbaum and I'm really interested in really thinking about trading this, Justin Fields, then I've got to look at the Trey Lance deal. I've got to look at possibly, there's some deals I got to look at. Because I just believe you can acquire more picks. You can build a better. Because I can tell you right now, even if Chicago wants to go with Bryce Young, because I feel like telling Tannenbaum, and he knows more football than I do in a lifetime, but there's a reason why he ain't a GM anymore. With that said, I would tell him like, okay, so you want to go ahead and trade Justin Fields and you want them to draft Bryce Young. Well, the elephant in the room about Bryce Young is about his size, not what's up top. He probably is the one quarterback out of everybody in this draft that is NFL ready from the, from the head up. The body and the size is the question. So I would tell Tannenbaum, you want to go in and draft Young 
to put him behind that offensive line. At least Justin kind of has the body and he can make moves, and that's more of his game than really Bryce Young is, which the pocket passing game, <clears throat> that's what you want to do? Because until Chicago fix their offensive line and get some offensive weapons, I don't care who's quarterbacking back there. They ain't going to have success. They're not going to have much success. 877-374-7463. Moving on. <clears throat> A couple minutes left. So you've got that. We've got word that Derek Carr has finished his uh, visit with the Jets. And what did you hear latest of today, Jonas, in regards to that, possibly rumors? Well, there are rumors out there, and I will say rumors because they're smaller reports, um, but that uh, the Jets are prepared to offer a hefty contract. It's the word on the street. It's not coming from Schefter's. It's not coming from your Rappaport's, but it's making rounds. Um, It doesn't really surprise me. I mean, I think... What that will tell you, it just basically sitting back with what I kind of brought up last week is that this Aaron Rodgers situation, um, do you really want to give up what it's going to take to get him out of there when you don't even know if he's going to be committed to an offseason with your young receivers? And Derek Carr, going to play longer, probably got a little bit more longer years than Aaron Rodgers does. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I know the betting favorite in the desert was the the Saints, which I know that's one of the teams you first brought up. But I'm like, if that is true, they're going to have to move some furniture, man. They're 50, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're $40 million. Tampa's $40 million over the cap, and the Saints are like 50. Like two of those, both of those teams in the South are like 50, $40 million over the cap. The only way you get in Derek Carr, you're going to have to basically go ahead and move some furniture and cut some people, free up some money. But we'll see if that report becomes true, but it wouldn't surprise me. But it's a big indictment on uh, Aaron Rodgers, I'll tell you that. But we'll get more into it tomorrow. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark. All right, spinning the one and twos as well. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button, before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you're grinding. Peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.